It's the first Friday in June, 2019. In Corpus Christi, the first Friday of the month is Art Walk, a big downtown event with art and music and food and drinks. People really enjoy it. Stoner Ways Productions puts on a DIY show at the Ritz Theater on Art Walk nights. Robert Stoner is himself a one-person DIY production company. He sets up his PA and hosts bands all night on the stage at the Ritz. The acts are local, kind of rough, and all DIY. It's hot at the Ritz. There's no air conditioning in the building. A giant industrial fan blows across the stage. This is an old theater in the middle of downtown that has not been maintained for many years. It's dusty and kind of falling apart. You have to sign a waiver before going in. But once inside, you are free to roam around the space. And this space was a very beautiful one at some point in time. It's the perfect place for a DIY showcase where anyone can come and share their weird music. I came down here tonight to see Nick Fair and Dorothy Pena play a set of their songs. These two musicians have been performing periodically, playing a song cycle they collaborated on. It's quite special, contemplative, quiet, folk jazz with classical vocals. I'm Ed Warga. This is South Texas Stories. I interviewed Nick Fair to find out more about his career as an independent musician in Corpus Christi. Nick has made a bunch of music, just to do it. He did it all himself. His story is one of hope for the independent artist, and as far as there's no limitation to producing music, if you're prepared to get creative and do it yourself. During the interview, Nick told me what he thinks about DIY. It's hard to do it by yourself. It's hard to load anything you might need by yourself into your car and set it up and then try to play two or three things at once by yourself to three people, you know, and then load it all back up and then drive back to Annaville. You know, it was, I did it anyway, but it was a lot of work. But yeah, I mean, I would like drag an organ into the art gallery and hook up a bunch of guitar pedals and, you know, bang on reverb tanks and weird stuff like that. No one had, you know, there's just, there was no, no one had any interest in that sort of thing. I don't even know why I bothered to do it other than to do it, you know. Let me tell you a little more about Nicholas Fair. Nick was born in Corpus Christi, but moved to Annaville, Texas as a child. He lived there until moving back to Corpus as an adult. The first time I met Nick was at a flea market. He was selling soap and oils, and occult literature. He plays a sweet hollow-body electric guitar, and his house is full of vintage furniture. I asked Nick to describe his music. Slow, depressing, melancholy, whatever music type stuff. Or like music concrete, 
crazy noise experimental stuff, which I also do. And here's a clip of Nick talking about some of his early work. Started doing like ambient experimental sound collage things at Goodwill. They had a big bin full of tapes, so I would dig through and find the old cassettes for uh, answering machines, which were loop cassettes. Um, so I'd use those and I'd record something and have that looped and then, you know, play a Casio over the top of it, flip that backwards into four track or something, slow it down, you know, things like that. I asked Nick what venues are around Corpus Christi for that type of music. It's very genre specific, I think, your options in the city. I mean, now there's the NASA, Studio B, what it used to be called, and as far as I know, that's, I mean, that's really the first place that you could play um, comfortably if you're something other than a rock band, so. I saw Nick play a few times at the NASA. He played Brian Eno music at the David Bowie birthday party, and he and Dorothy also played a benefit show there for South Texas Human Rights Center. The NASA is a small venue with a small stage in a weird corner of town. It sits on a block between Galvan Ballroom and the highway. The cover is low, and there's usually a crowd when they have a show. The NASA seems to be the heart of the DIY scene in Corpus, especially for the weird music. I asked Nick what it was like starting out playing music in Corpus Christi. Probably like, you know, like the end of 99, there was a coffee shop downtown on Water Street, which was sort of like a... It was a big group of all the weirdos in the city. And uh, it wasn't like uh, hip, cool people. It was like the, uh, you know, the people that just didn't fit in anywhere. And anyway, they had an open mic and started playing down there. And I, lots of people turned me on to things, to music and movies and books. And you know, people would say, you know, read this book. And someone gave me, like, uh, what was it? It was Dimian by Herman Hesse just one of my favorite books and one of my favorite authors and you know completely changed my life you know the internet wasn't really the internet was there but I didn't have high speed internet so I don't know if it probably didn't exist yet but eventually it did but I didn't have it so I, I you know I couldn't like stream things or do any of the stuff that you would I guess would typically do so so what was it like before the internet I asked Nick what his approach to making music was like most of my output over the years is all relative to something that I found at Goodwill or Garage Sale and could incorporate into what I was doing. If I had a tape deck, I'd re- everything's recorded on a tape deck, you know? If I found an, an echo pedal or something, well then now there's some things that have echo on them. But it was never like, I need this thing and I gotta get this or, you know, just whatever I had. And yeah. I feel like that's how I do everything with art, music, and just in life in general. So I did the thing with like two tape decks where I would play something record on the tape deck and then on the second deck record myself playing something whilst the first tape was playing which degrades really quickly and sounds terrible but I was able to to hear things laying on top of each other and to start to get the idea of like how to construct things in that way eventually I finally got a laptop computer so then I started using that but I never like searched out piece of gear so that I could do something so it seemed important to just figure out how to use what you already had to do it and then Nick told me about how he would create art magazines 
I would find things in books, the library that I wanted to use, and I would walk up to the library, you know, with like my pockets full of change, so I could photocopy like the raw material that I wanted, and then cut up the photocopies, reassemble them, and then photocopy that, you know. There's bound to be an easier way to do that. It's not like I'm talking about the 1960s. There were computers and, and computer programs. I, I didn't have them, but if I was hung up on that's what I need to do these things, it's more likely that I would have never done them or I would have done a lot less of it. It's interesting to hear Nick say that because he has a significant body of work. He's released several albums, created music for plays at the Harbor Playhouse, and scored music for independent films. He even created a record label called Gnosis Antiquarius to release his music in a true DIY fashion. And then around 2000, I came up with the Gnosis Antiquarius name. I decided, well, that will sort of be like my record label, you know, my production company. And I still use it to this day, everything that I put out as if it's a legitimate company releasing something and not just me putting out my own stuff. I was curious if the increase in technology, including the internet and social media, affected Nick's process for creating music. I wondered if he still makes physical media or defaults to online-only releases. I would still do physical media. That's my preferred way to do it. When I make the physical thing, that's like screwing the lid on. And whatever the packaging and all of that, like that's the final product. And somehow putting it online feels like you're leaving it open-ended for someone else to, you know, to put it on a website and, and write words around it and put a new logo across the top, maybe not on the artwork, but on their website and, and what their blog is called or all these things. And somehow it's, it's not just your thing. It's your thing with someone else's, you know, interpretations or opinions about it. That doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> But, I, but, but my newest release, I, I, it is on the internet. I put it on the Bandcamp, and it's on Spotify. I'm not sure how it got on there. I don't have Spotify. I don't know how to use it or, like, get on there myself. I'm pretty sure it's on there. <laughs> what that means, I don't know. What I get out of that, I don't know. Like all of us, Nick has mixed feelings about the internet. But that's not the point of the story. The point is not letting limitations keep you from creating the art you want to make. Nick describes this when I asked him why he makes music. I just feel this urge to recreate something that's like inside my head that I can't describe. And the reason I keep doing it is because I feel like I get closer to the thing I'm trying to, to capture. And, and, I, and I try to do the, other, the art and the poetry in and, and lots of different ways. The, the more I work at all these things, the more I think that ultimately it will be a collaboration between all of those elements. I think I'm trying to you know, like create some sort of alternate reality. And it's probably just in hopes that someone else sees that or hears that in their mind. I also enjoy it. That too. <laughs> As you get older and responsibilities, you start thinking, oh, yeah, this is nice. It's nice to do something that you don't have to do. So there you have it. It's nice to make music. Thank you for joining me on South Texas Stories to explore the DIY music of Corpus Christi. Nick sums up his story well, so I'm going to let him have the last word. Yeah, I guess that's the gist of my story yeah. is that 
I like to make weird music in a town that there's no place for it, and so I just made my own place for it. And whenever I had the opportunity, I tried to to squeeze it in anywhere I could. Maybe that's part of the process of it too. Just wanting to do it badly enough that you just did it anyway, even though 